Hi, it's Charles Kelly, Money Tips. I want to talk to you today about maximizing your property profits in 2024. And this is how lower property prices and increased rents make buy-to-let look more appealing. Now, new opportunities in property, I think due to falling property prices, higher rents, uh, have definitely made buy-to-let looking a bit more attractive, maybe not right now, but in, in 2024. And let me tell you why. First of all, in recent years, the landscape for buy-to-let investors and property owners has had obvious challenges, right? You know, we've had soaring interest rates, uh, fuel bills going up, but, you know, particularly affecting HMO landlords, you know, where your, your fuel and energy costs have gone up. But even if even then, your own energy costs have gone up. Um, then we, we've seen, um, you know, increased legislation, more expenses for landlords, and of course, the introduction of the dreaded Section 24. We've also seen the elimination of things like wear and tear allowance, which a lot of people have forgotten about. And now we've got this looming Section 21 uh, debacle uh, also uh, hanging over our heads as, as landlords. Plus, to buy a property, we've had this increased stamp duty surcharge, 3%. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money, you know, uh, that all these things have increased uh, the burden on, on landlords and buy-to-let investors and necessitating an adaption, really, and the shifting of demand in, in the market. Um, you know, property prices, we saw peak and, and then have sort of fallen back since that peak. And I'm going to show you a little graph in a second. Uh, but on the good front, good news front, rents have increased, right? We've seen rents uh, significantly increase in, in the last few years, right? Um, certainly in the, in the last year. But there, there are signs that the... the, the uh, the rise in rents is is starting to slow. Uh, so let's let's quickly look at the house price index. Then I'm sorry if you can't see this if you're listening uh, only if you're on audio, but I do show this on my YouTube channel, Charles Kelly Money Tips Daily on on YouTube. But th this figure here shows uh, the average price in in 2023. Well, certainly in the last 12 months of September showed little change, right? But you can you can go back here. Historically, 2009, you know, that drop then. I mean, look at that drop really from 2008 to 2009, a big, big drop there. And could we see this again? You, know, you just don't know. We, we really don't know. Um, then we, we saw it go up in 2010 and gradually rise again. And, and of course, we saw these peaks, like it's like twin peaks here, um, you know, July 21 and October 22. You know, against all the odds, we saw the market just going crazy and people, you know, gazumping each other and going on waiting lists to buy properties and properties selling just like that. Well, that's not happening in the last year. A lot of properties on the market are, are, are barely moving. So the, the official ONS figures uh, showed uh, that properties only fell by 0.1% in the 12 months of September. But what I see around the country, I don't see that. I, I see some areas have fallen you know, in the maybe not in those exact time frame, but certainly in the last year or two, have have come down. I mean, in in one area, for instance, I was looking at uh, in in the East Midlands, um, property prices for two a three bed council were at at one hundred eighty thousand, pushing towards two hundred thousand. This is in the cheap area, sort of ex council, scruffy looking house, uh, one hundred eighty thousand. But it can now be picked up for one hundred fifty thousand, and I, I'm sure in the new year, maybe even less than that, maybe one hundred forty. Um, at the same time, rents have have almost doubled. I mean, they've gone up from around six hundred to 
11, 1200 pounds a month for rent. So prices going down by about 20%, rents going up by 100%. It, it's, it's unbelievable. In other words, property prices in that, that particular area, 20% uh, down nearly and rents doubling. Okay, so, so that makes uh, buy to let in that particular instance looking more attractive, even if you're paying 5% on your mortgage, but really you're not paying 5% because there's costs, there's, they're whacking on a big fee. So you're really paying something more like uh, six to 7%. But even at that, you could still make a profit with a, you know, a 60, 70% mortgage, maybe, maybe not 70% mortgage, but you could certainly turn a profit on, on that sort of deal. And I've seen other deals been put to me in the Northeast where, you know, again, prices have slowed. Um, you know, you can pick up deals where they, they claim you can get a 19% yield. But I worked out even with uh, a, a mortgage on this particular property, I'll try and find the deal in a second, but even with a mortgage on that particular property, you could probably show a, a, a surplus. Whereas that, that was looking more and more difficult uh, not, not so long ago. So I, I just think that things are, are looking uh, a little bit more interesting for, for buy-to-lets. And I, I know I've been gloomy about buy-to-let, particularly with, with the higher interest rates. Uh, I've been a bit gloomy about it. And of course, what we've seen with, with, all, with all of these, uh, uh, th these regulations coming in is that landlords have been leaving the market in their droves. Uh, now, partly maybe due to their retirement, but, but also a lot of landlords are fed up and they've certainly cut back on their portfolio um, maybe in some of the less desirable kind of areas where they, they're not seeing the capital growth. Maybe they're selling off some of these ex-council type properties that don't seem. And I've got one ex-council property hasn't grown very much in the last five years, I'd say, the price, because it's not in that desirable spot that, you know, the, 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 the first, second, third time buyers would want it to live in. Um, so, you know, there are still deals out there for uh, a canny buy to let property investor. Now, why do I say 2024? Because I think uh, prices will still fall in 2024. And I'm, I'm not sure we, we're going to see uh, a full scale crash, but we, we've got to bear in mind up to 2 million people will be coming off of fixed rates in, in, the, la in the next year, in, in 2024. Now we saw in the last year, something like 100,000 a month coming off of fixed rates, slightly cushioned because rates have, have cooled a bit and rates yet yeah, rates have come down and they should go down in the next few years with, with you know uh, the economy slowing inflation decreasing but if you look at um uh next year where you've got you know, two million people coming off a of fixed rate so that they could be on a fixed rate of less than two percent one and a, one and three quarters and then they're going on to five and six percent that's that's a huge jump. It's three times the amount, you know, it's a huge jump. And what we're seeing already, um, because property markets don't crash like a like a um a stock market generally, they they go down slowly. And the Bank of England have just issued a warning the last day saying uh mortgage warning worst since 2017. And they're talking about mortgage arrears here. So the proportion of balances in arrears hit the highest level since 2017. Uh, that the proportion of mortgage balances in arrears hit its highest level in six years in the third quarter of this year. And they've seen spikes in, in this. Um, and if you look here, uh, according to the Mortgage Lenders and Administrative Statistics, the value of outstanding mortgage balance with balances with arrears increased by 11.4% from the previous quarter to 18.8 billion. 
18.8 billion. That's 44% higher than a year earlier. So in other words, mortgage arrears balances are up 44%, which, which is, is huge. Um, so as one expert said, arrears have, have, have raised their ugly heads. Uh, the total mortgage arrears up over 10% in a quarter and rising by almost a half in a year as the proportion of total uh, amount lent in mortgages, uh, it hasn't been as, as high since 2017. Okay, so they're, they're kind of repeating what we what we know there, but um, with so many people moving from a fixed rate of less than 2% to around 6%, it's no surprising that many are hitting a brick wall financially. Now the government told lenders not to go in for the, 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 the repossession so heavily, but you know, when people are in, in mortgage arrears and then if they're in mortgage with if they're in arrears with their mortgages, you can guarantee they're probably in in arrears with their credit cards, and maybe they max those out. They, they might be in arrears with their their energy costs and and other things. You know, we know that the debts on credit cards are, have reached you know epidemic levels, haven't they? They're 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 the highest ever, I'd say, in in this country anyway. Um, so, will this affect prices in twenty twenty four? Well, of course it will. Um, we're going to see people, if not getting repossessed, but maybe selling off, uh, selling cheaply, selling fast. Um, we're going to see landlords, perhaps perhaps some of the landlords might find themselves in difficulty and want to, to trim down the size of their portfolios. And we're seeing this already, of course. You know, I've seen some super uh, properties going on the market. Why are they selling this you know, eight-bedroom uh, HMO that's making a lot of money for them? Well, the answer is that their, their, their borrowings have got too high, that they're up to there with it and that they need to, to rationalize and come down a bit. Now, of course, uh, organizations like Zoopla are not, are not going to uh, be too pessimistic, uh, and, you know, but they're never going to predict a crisis or a, or a crash. Um, and, and lenders and this sort of thing don't really generally go in for alarmist uh, type of information because they've got, they've got an ax to grind. They're in that market. Uh, but let's go on to rents now. The annual pace of UK rental prices growth expected to halve by the end of 2024. Um, you know, UK average rent now stands at 1,200 a month, and that's a lot, uh, making a 9%, 9.7% 9 increase on a year ago, nearly up 10%. And in some areas, it's going to vary, of course. Some areas will have higher demand than others. Uh, London has recorded the, biggest, recorded the biggest slowdown in annual rent growth in, over the past year down from 17% a year ago to 9%. So, you know, this is all about supply and demand. And of course, landlords are getting blamed for higher rents, or greedy landlords cashing in on people's misery and that sort of the vultures, you know. But is it really the landlord's fault that there's not enough properties around? Is it really the landlord's fault that we've had net migration going up to over 600,000 revised in 2022 to three quarters of a million and, and that doesn't tell the whole story. A million people come in. They say that other people are leaving. Well, maybe they're, they, they are students. Maybe they are people going away to retire or, or just leaving for six months of the year. We, we don't know. Um, but, you know, when a million people come into the UK, where are they going to live? Well, they're going to snap up properties. They're, they're going to be, and, and this is what's happening here. Uh, so the government are trying to do something about that, of course, but uh, that's not the landlord's fault. It's not the landlord's fault that, over decades, you know, both persuasions of governments have, have failed to build enough uh, social housing. Uh, builders are not building enough uh, properties. 
Um, and, you know, they had this target of 300,000 properties a year. They failed to meet that. Uh, Labour are talking about the same sort of level, 300,000 a year. Will they reach it? I don't know, because they're relying on on builders to, to build these things. And why would a builder uh, build a property uh, and build a, a, a housing estate when the market's slow, when interest rates are high and, and they might not sell them? So they're, they're sitting on land. They're sitting on planning permission. They've closed down some of the building sites. I think there's a reason why they start a building project and shut them down. And that's because the planning permission will not expire once they've put spades in the ground and started laying down foundations and that sort of thing. So that keeps it keeps it open. Uh, but, you know, builders have got masses of projects, land projects, uh, planning permission to build. But they're holding back at the moment for obvious reasons. And the government, you can't blame the builders for that. Why would they release a load of properties and then lose on them? I, I can remember back, what, 2000? Uh, in in oh let's go back. we're going right back here now to the sort of nineties um, when uh, properties that you could pick up blocks of apartments in the Docklands really cheap because the builders had, had abandoned any hope of selling them and the builders had gone bust. Uh, you could pick up properties in very desirable areas that you know nice properties that you know at, at dirt cheap prices properties overlooking a river you know, for 50 or 60,000 pounds. There were times there when uh, lenders said they wouldn't lend in, in London Docklands, which is now a boom area, because they didn't think it was as suitable as mortgage security. So why would builders get into that into that position? Now, when it comes to property prices, and rent prices, landlords will know their own area. I mean, my former property partner had a, a very good way of tracking property prices. This is going back, it's going, I'm going to sound like an old man here, but in the old days, I, this is only maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when, you know, you'd, you'd buy the local paper and the whole middle section was was that thick with with property, state agents. And she would just look through the papers. Oh, I remember that house when it was that price. I remember that house when you could buy it for, for 90,000. Now it's 150. You know, she would mentally track the market. And I think it's the same with um you know, if you know your own area, you can see what's going on in the market locally. So I wouldn't necessarily believe all of the national figures because they are averages. Uh, I, I would look at your own market and, and look for opportunities in, in 2024 or maybe just wait, you know, be, be more patient. Uh, so uh, I, I think there will be opportunities coming up in, in 2024. Now, at, at the top end of the market, Look at this, a billionaire, Indian billionaire, Adar Punawala, an Indian billionaire, never heard of him. Um, a man who spent £138 million, right, to buy a Mayfair property. But who is he? Well, you can read this yourself. But he just agreed this is a, a 25,000 square foot. You know, that, that's huge. You think a house, average little house could be 2,000 square foot. This is 25, you know, 25,000 square foot mansion in Mayfair. This is one of the most desirable London addresses, Mayfair, right in, in town. You know, you, you're near the Ritz and Piccadilly and, you know, really desirable place to live. And uh, it, it's and it's made it the most expensive property buy of the year and the second most expensive home ever sold in London. So it's not even the most expensive ever. Right. Um, so that there have been higher than that. Um, another property, uh, Aberconway House, a 1920s mansion, a stowaway from stones, stones throw away from Hyde Park, another very desirable area. 
will no longer be owned by the Kulczyk family as the daughter of the late businessman Jan Kulczyk, Poland's richest man, agreed on a sale price. Um, so she's going to sell this property in, in one of the most desirable areas. Um, so at that end, you know, these people, um, you know, they, they've got so much money, they, they can buy properties here and then Beverly Hills and then south of France. So they're not affected by the ups and downs of the market. So Kensington, places like that, and Mayfair remain, you know, pretty stable. Um, but, you know, um, an Indian businessman took over a, a, an, another property, had been renting a, a grade two listed property in, nine, in 2021 for guess how much? £69,000 a week. I mean, <laughs> imagine your rent is £70,000 a week. <laughs> That's, I, I won't even calculate it, but it's, you know, uh, it's, it's what it's three and a half million a year or so. It's just it's just crazy. But now, now he's bought something. Um, so super help. Again, I wouldn't worry too much about uh, the, the average prices of super and that sort of thing. Uh, go on on what your your lo your local area is telling you what your own gut feeling is, because the best way to invest in property is to know your own area. Right. Um, and, and this is another article. House prices are expected to fall two percent in the next year. Possibly. We, we, nobody knows. This is the latest reading from Zoopla. But Zoopla are never going to say that there's a crash coming. Um, and But, you know, they, they go on to say that prices remain 40,000 above the pre-2020 you know 2020 levels when we had all that problems. Right. So they're, they're still not below that area. But on the, I think on the on the, the let's be positive about this, um, you know, with when you have uh, bargains to be picked up, uh, possible people selling, wanting to sell quick, maybe landlords wanted to get out of the market because of all the, the red tape, all the things that are going on, it could be a good time to buy in 24, maybe 25. And we could see interest rates falling as well. Um, we've already seen inflation fall, but whether interest rates will come down this year or in the next six months, we don't know. Um, some are predicting not, but they've got to come down because even, even the IMF level say our interest rates are too high. They should be down nearer to the 1%. So, you know, we, 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 we're going to see rates come down. So, you know, I remember a time when I was a landlord when you would barely break even on your buy-to-let uh, rentals. You, you'd get maybe a very small surplus of £100 a month and that would be eaten up by a repair. But then I remember when, you know, 2008-9, when interest, you know, interest rates started to come down and every year they were going down and I was on a variable rate mortgage. And I was thinking, this is great. Um, so we, we could see that happening again. So as, as, a, as a landlord, because where else are you going to put your money? You know, yeah, you... Gold is a big thing at the moment. A lot of people are going into gold, right? Because they see gold as a safe haven. Gold hit $2,100 an ounce uh, about a week ago. It's come down a bit now. But gold is, is okay if you're putting, say, 10% of your portfolio into gold. Some people say, My, maybe it's better holding money in gold than cash, you know, uh, because cash is losing value with inflation. Gold tends to hold its price with inflation. But gold price can fluctuate as well. But yeah, you can put your money in gold. Stock market, I wouldn't touch it at the moment. I think we're peaking in the stock market. Um, and that that I, I think that's definitely due for a, a major correction stock market. But gold is a, still a safe haven. But other than that, if you if you know if you sell a property, you've got to pay the tax on it. A friend of mine has sold a property in, in Kensington, actually, um, but now he's got to pay capital gains and now he wants to reinvest somewhere else. I thought, why sell it? You know, he, I, I didn't quite understand that, but he, he that's what he wants to do. 
Uh, I think that property was given a bit of hassle. It was a flat. It needed a lot of work and that's when they sold it. But, you know, when you sell, you're paying capital gains tax. Then you've got to reinvest, pay this surcharge as well, this 3% surcharge and pay all the costs involved. And legal costs have gone up as well. They're, they're horrendous now. You know, the searches and all these fees have, have trebled in price. So, you know, and, and then if you don't buy something else, where are you going to put your money? Um, are you going to really put all of it in gold? Or are you going to put it in, into the bank? Yeah, I mean, you can earn 4 or 5% at the moment uh, in the bank. So you can just about keep pace with inflation. But property has always been quite a good long-term bet. You know, if you buy a property today, even if it went down in the next year, where is it going to be in 20, 30 years' time? Obviously higher. Now, if you talk to the old boy landlords who bought stuff, you know, in the 50s and 60s, they're, they're sitting on piles of equity. You know, even in the 70s and 80s, they're sitting on piles of money. So you've got to think long term with property and it gives you a yield. Gold does not give you a yield. I, I still do. I think silver and gold is a good, a good investment for a small proportion of your money. Uh, but long term property gives you a yield. It gives you an income. Right. That, that's what I'm trying to say here. OK, now we know that a lot of landlords have been affected by Section 24. And if you need any help on that, do watch some of my other videos. I'll put a link up here. On, on YouTube. But if you need any help on Section 24 and you want to know a bit more about the background of Section 24, how to deal with it, how to, to find creative ways to get out of Section 24, because, you know, Section 24 means that you know, you're paying more tax on, on your buy-to-let mortgage if the property is in your own name or you and your wife and that sort of thing. So you're, you're, you are being hit by that, especially if it's pushing you up into higher rates of tax, like you're a basic rate taxpayer at the moment. But this extra taxable income on your property, because you can no longer offset the interest, is now pushing you into higher rates of, of tax because it's not that difficult because they've frozen the, the thresholds on higher rates of tax for the last few years. You could be in trouble. And some landlords are seeing negative returns on their buy-to-let investment, not because of the, the rents or, or the, 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 the mortgages, but because of Section 24, George Osborne's tax on landlords that really changed the whole landscape, changed the market. Um, and and now a lot of landlords don't know what to do. So some are selling just because of that. Uh, I don't advise doing that. I think you should get advice first. And I, I've teamed up with some uh, a specialist firm of accountants that can help you on that. So do email me on that if you've got a problem with that. It's charles at charleskelly.net. And don't forget, I do run uh, webinars on, on money. Uh, I, I teach people how to, to, to build wealth, get control of their finances on, on webinars. So do check out the link for, for that. So... 2023 been a difficult year uh, for landlords and, you know, we, we, but it, it prices haven't changed that much. And I think, you know, we've got to the, the end of this year. Uh, look, try and be positive about things. Look for opportunities in 2024. There'll also be opportunities in commercial property. We're seeing big changes in the commercial property land landscape uh, at, right at the moment. Um, don't forget, Companies like Lloyd's, BlackRock, they're, they're going heavily into buy to let. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Some of these institutions can make huge mistakes in property. Um, so, you know, whereas an average small landlord can outmaneuver them. They're, they're a big rolling organization, but they are investing heavily into property. Um, it seems like a conflict of interest to Lloyd's, really, because they could, on one hand, be repossessing properties through their Halifax arm and then buying them back um, through, through the Lloyd's. Lloyd's banking section or another arm of, of the bank seems like a, a huge uh, conflict of interest. We're even seeing big uh, shopping companies, re retail companies like John Lewis investing heavily in, in buy to let. They're, they're converting some of their stores into 
to, to property, into to buy to let properties or properties to sell. Even London's flagship Oxford Street store is being converted. I don't know if they're going to keep retail on the ground floor. It'd be crazy if they didn't. Uh, but but we've heard that they're closing down most of that and, and building uh, flats above. That's their choice, right? But we, we are we're still seeing. And don't forget, people have to live somewhere. We you know we've got a population that is living much longer. Uh, we've got more divorces, so people need more properties. And of course, net migration is not looking like it's slowing down anytime soon. You know, we had, what, 150,000 Ukrainian refugees coming in. We've got hundreds, if not thousands a week coming in uh, on the boats. Plus, we've got legal migration, net migration running at 600,000 a year. Where are those people going to live? They have to live somewhere. So property for me is still a long-term bet. Well, that's all. And if this is the last episode you do see of me this year, do have a nice Christmas and a prosperous new year. Check out my 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 webinar on, on building wealth and money and, and you know getting control of your money. I teach you some money tips, uh, management tips in there to help you get control of your money. And I, I want to help you with that. And, and looking forward to the future with 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 building your wealth for the future. It's not a get rich quick thing. It's building wealth for the future. I talk much more in depth about how to build wealth for the future. So thanks very much for listening and watching and, and have a, a, a great Christmas and a happy new year. Thanks very much. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips Podcast. Bye for now.